Okay, well, welcome to WNZN Radio, 89.1 FM, coming to you from Lorain, Ohio. Uh, we're still kind of under that COVID watch, so we've been taping on different venues. But the important thing is you're listening, and I hope the message is coming to clearly today. And if you're having any static or any problem, like I always say, just live stream us on your computer, on your, on your laptop, and you just go to www.wnzn.org. That's wnzn.org, and you should have no problem getting it. Otherwise, maybe you're going to have really good signal this morning. But thank you, and as promised, uh, my uh, I'm off and on with David Abood, who assisted with the program, and he can't be here today. But we did say we we're going to have some special guests coming, and that's true today. I think you're going to find my friend very interesting, an incredible ministry that's just not uh, national, uh, it, local national, but international, with tremendous history to this organization and their outreach. And he's going to talk about it a little bit and the big event they're going to be having downtown tomorrow. So we'll get into it. So without further ado, it's it's uh, a great uh, privilege for me to introduce Mike Burns, uh, uh, Mike Bush with Word of Life. Uh, Mike comes from, um, well, he's going to tell the story, but th this is a really a well-known uh, outreach. Uh, it's located at uh, Shroon Lake, which he's going to tell you more about. And I think some of you listening may look at this as an opportunity uh, in the future uh, to go there, visit this place. He's going to tell you more about the opportunities that are available. So without further ado, welcome, Mike. Glad to have you. Thank you, John. I'm glad to be here. Good to have you with us. I know that... Uh, we're going to talk more about the big event that's going to be down at Rocket Mortgage, right? Correct. I, you yep. know, they switched the names of the Progressive Field and the arena and this and that. And uh, but uh, So it's a big venue. I mean, this is where the Cavaliers play. This is where the hockey teams play. So we'll talk more about that in a minute. But please start, Mike, if you would, and just kind of tell us your life story. Uh, how is it you came to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord? And then move us into... Uh, how did you get involved with this ministry, if you would? Sure. Please. I appreciate the time to be with you. Um, I was born in northeastern Pennsylvania. I grew up on a dairy farm. I am the youngest of seven kids. I always said, you know, seven is the number of perfection, so mm -hmm. my parents saved the best for last. Mm. Now, my siblings don't agree with that, but that's beside the point. So, um, we were not raised in a Christian home, but through the ministry of a local church outreach, um, they started taking us to church as, a, as children. And when I was nine years of age, I trusted Christ as my personal Savior in Sunday school at uh, the Forest Lake Baptist Church in Montrose, Pennsylvania. So where is that in Pennsylvania? So exactly. it's about 35 minutes north of Scranton, just south of Binghamton, New York, across okay. the New York border okay. into Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. So so you're, you come to Christ at age nine. Then mm -hmm. did you go to a church? So yeah. So this local church um, had Sunday school. We went to VBS. Um, basically, that's the church I really kind of grew up in. Um, when I was in junior high, our church started a new youth group curriculum called Word of Life Bible Clubs. Mm -hmm. Word of Life is an organization headquartered in Scroon Lake, New York, mm -hmm. up in the Adirondacks. And I'd never heard of Word of Life until then. But the first uh, really hands-on thing I saw was they took us to an event called Snow Camp. It was held uh, for about eight weeks, January, February, and into March. And we arrived, and uh, it was like a winter wonderland. There was snow everywhere. There were probably four or 500 teenagers there that weekend for the snow camp. 
So the very first meeting, we went to a building called Council Hall, and this, they had this rally. And I said it was the most exciting thing I'd ever oh. seen from a Christian perspective. Right. Uh, they had a pep band. There was music. Kids were running all around. They had testimonies. They had skits. They had music. Um, and then Jack Wirtz and the founder of Word of Life got up and presented the gospel, and that night, teenagers responded. Then throughout the weekend, we had other sessions where we heard God's Word taught, and we had just all kinds of activities. And by the time I went home, I thought, this place is awesome. Oh. And that began what's been a, a lifelong love of being affiliated with Word of Life. So you've been on, formally on staff for, what did you say, the past 40 years? Yep, 40 years. November the 9th was my 40th anniversary. So let just tell us a little about Word of Life. Okay, how did it start? Sure. What was the vision? What's the scope of outreach? Because um, I don't know. I, I've known of Word of Life, and of course I've heard the name Shroon Lake, but I don't know all the particulars. Sure. <laughs> but I do think I've known young people that go up with the church too there mm -hmm. occasionally. Okay. So maybe I, there's. A, I'm sure there's a lot of our listeners are going to be very interested in the opportunities and facilities available. Uh, for youth parents, youth groups, sure. et cetera, et cetera, to literally go up there and, and stay for a while. Yep. So tell us a little about Word of Life, how it started, and just a little about the backstory. Okay. So the founder of Word of Life is a man named Jack Wurtson. Jack was born in Brooklyn, New York, and uh, as a young man, was part of a dance band. He sold insurance, and he was also part of the U.S. Cavalry Band. Well, there's a man in the band named George Schilling who was a believer, and started witnessing to Jack. He'd give him Gospels of John. He'd give him tracts, and Jack would just throw them away. Uh -huh. Well, one night, Jack opened one of them, read it, and the Holy Spirit convicted him, and he trusted Christ as his Savior that night, and his life would never be the same. Wow. So he was engaged to a, a young lady at that point named Marge, and uh, the hardest thing for him to do was to tell Marge about this decision he had made. Mm -hmm. Well, Marge had gotten connected through Percy Crawford's ministry, Pinebrook, in Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. and Marge actually had been at an event there, and she trusted Christ about the same time Jack did. Well, it took a couple weeks before they finally got together and shared what had happened, and sure. their lives were forever changed. Well, God brought them together. They married. Um, that uh, group of young men started doing street meetings. They'd get up in the middle of Times Square and just share the gospel, and it just began to grow. Word of Life started doing uh, rallies in Madison Square Garden and Yankee Stadium. Boy. Just all these huge events. They what year are you talking about? So 1940 was the beginning of Word of Life. Oh, okay, 1940. Yeah. Right, right before World War II. Okay. Correct. So they started a radio broadcast. Well, then a friend came to them and said, you know, there's this piece of property up in Scroon Lake, New York, and you need to go look at it. It'd be a great place for a camp. Well, Word of Life had nothing to do with camping. They were in New York City. Oh. So Jack Wurtson and his wife, the business manager at the time, and a man named Harry Ballback, who joined Word of Life when he was 16, drove the eight hours or whatever it was back then to get to Screen Lake, New York. Um, they took a rowboat over to the island. They scoped it all out, and uh, they thought this would be something God was in. So at the time, a lady named Miss Clark was selling the island for $125,000. And so they met with her and offered her $25,000, and she took it. Wow. And so Jack and Harry were stunned because they didn't have 25 cents, let alone the 25000 But to the glory of God, within a month, God provided the 25000 So Word of Life Island was the first camp uh, that Word of Life ever had. Now today, Word of Life is in 82 countries around the world. 
Again, the focus has always been evangelism, mm -hmm. reaching youth with the gospel of Christ, discipleship, helping young people grow in their faith, and uh, it just continues to grow around the world. So, But that's the headquarters. Headquarters, Screen Lake, New York, correct. So let me think. Now, just like from New York City, what's your distance? About four hours due north. Due north. So, so you're we're up in the mountains. Yeah. We're in the Mount Adirondack Mountains. Uh, back when, in the early days, Jack Wurtzman would do the radio broadcast, say we're broadcasting from high, high, high in the Adirondack Mountains. Okay. Um, we're about an hour and a half from the Canadian border. About 45 minutes from Lake George, from Lake Placid, from the Vermont border. So it's a beautiful area, the Adirondacks. So now, that's your training center, mm -hmm. but it's also used as a like uh, youth center, retreat center. We'll fill in the blank sure. there. And then I want you to tell opportunities to the listeners that are listening to WNZN this morning, uh, how they might connect or get more information. Sure, absolutely. So as... The ministry began to expand, so the island became the first camp, and it was for teenagers. Mm -hmm. uh, nine miles south, at the south end of Scroon Lake, the body of water, uh, they bought a children's camp, and that became the Word of Life Ranch. Then they bought another piece of property, and that became the junior age camp. Eventually, we bought a property that became the inn and conference center in Scroon Lake, and then they bought a property near the ranch that's today called the Pines. It's our family um, uh, campground and so forth. So at the family campground, you can come and bring your motorhome, your fifth wheel, your camper, or you can rent cabins. We do full programming, speakers, musicians, all kinds of activities mm -hmm. for all ages, little kids, nursery age through adults. Or you could come and stay there as adults and your kids could go to the ranch or the ridge or the island. So you can have your family together. You can send them to the different camp facilities. Um, so, um, now, will you have guest speakers or you have seminars, workshops? Correct, maybe, yes. You know. So each of the camp has their own speakers that are age-specific. Okay. Um, so like at, the, at the, uh, the Pines this summer, we're looking at uh, Dr. H.B. Charles, Dr. Erwin Lutzer, mm. uh, Dr. Joe Stoll. I mean, there's just a number of people that are very familiar names that sure. will come and spend a week with us at Word of Life um, teaching God's Word. Um, our camps have youth speakers, teen speakers, activities. It's all geared for the age groups that uh, are there. But we want to give, it's funny, we, we put together a phrase, and I, I'll read it because it really summarizes. It says, Word of Life creates faith-defining experiences that give students and families the opportunity to encounter God and grow in their spiritual walks. Wow. So that's what we're doing, not just in Screw Lake, but also in Hudson, Florida, and in 82 countries around the world. So you're in 82 countries around the world. So uh, I've done a lot of work in Thailand, or ministry, et cetera. How would they get connected or how would they, would they come there to train and then go back? Or how sure. explain that process? So um, as I mentioned, our headquarters is in upstate New York. Mm -hmm. um, throughout our ministries around the world, we have over 1,600 missionaries that serve with Word of Life. Wow. Um, we have a couple different hubs, um, you know, in Asia, Africa, South America, whatever, where we will get together a group of people that are interested in serving with Word of Life and basically do like a missionary in training, mm -hmm. answer questions, present the need, train, and see if they're actually interested in joining our team. And our team will get together, evaluate them, interview them, and if it all looks like it's what the Lord's doing, then we'll assign them to a field and they'll go join the teams there. So, and what do the teams do there, like so, in a foreign country? Sure. So pretty much every country starts out with evangelism, mm -hmm. open-air evangelism, mm -hmm. uh, getting connected with local churches, 
Um, it's just the ground up. Um, eventually, the next step would be to have some kind of camp, whether we rent a property or we use somebody else's facility or eventually we'll own a property. Um, so like in the Philippines, Word of Life has two major facilities. Our one camp averages about 35,000 campers a year in mm -hmm. the Philippines. So that would probably be the biggest of our camps. But like I say, in the country of Brazil, there are 10 different Word of Life locations um, because the country is so big and uh, it's children's camps, it's adult facilities, it's teen camps, it's the whole variety of it. So you try to connect with churches in that area Correct. when you go in. but. Right. If there's if if you're in, a, in an area where there's no churches or very limited church, do you plant a church or how do you how do you do no, that? No, we really Word of Life has not been called to plant churches, uh -huh. so we really do try and connect with the local churches that uh -huh. are there. And part of it may be you know, like say um, years ago we had a team that went to Germany mm -hmm. to start Word of Life there, and they did evangelistic crusades. They had a, a quartet, they had a, a musical ensemble that traveled in, and ministered. They eventually sent a team to Kenya, Africa, and kind of planted the, the work there. And then it went from Kenya to Nairobi, and then it went to, and it just, one place kind of, well, we're here, let's go yeah, here, and, yeah, and so yeah. forth. So that's like in uh, Word of Life, the first country we were in South America was Brazil. We eventually went to Argentina. Well, really from Argentina, we went out to all the other Spanish-speaking countries in Central and South America. And so much so. is happening in South America today. Right. Sub-Saharan Africa, and in uh, South America, what they call the new global south, right. is where really, I mean, people are coming to the Lord there, right? Oh, now. absolutely. So, and a logistical, one more time, for our listeners, first of all, on a practical matter, what's driving time from Cleveland, Ohio to Shroon Lake? <laughs> so, my wife grew up in North Ridgeville, Ohio. Uh -huh. It was nine hours from North Ridgeville to our home in Shroon Lake. We've okay, made the trip okay. many, many times. On 80? Did you go 80? Yep. Okay, okay. Good. <laughs> or okay. actually, no, we take 90 to the throughway through New York State. and uh, So nine hours. So yeah. a youth group or a family, if my family or another, if I want to take people up there, sure. we would just get your bro get your material and yep. go through the process. So we have a website. It's wol.org, wordoflife.org. Mm -hmm. And that website will give you all the various uh, aspects of our ministry that are available. Our um, camping ministry, our international ministry, we have Bible Institutes. There are 16 Word of Life Bible Institutes around the world. Is that the biggest one there? Uh, so probably the biggest one would be in Brazil. We actually also have a seminary in Brazil. Whoa. So our, our school in New York has about 400 students. The school in Florida has about 125. Um, but uh, we've got those located all around. Like I say, there's 16 of them around the world. So on our website, you can get all the information about the Bible Institutes. Um, we have a youth group curriculum called Word of Life Youth Ministries. And our local missionary in this area of Cleveland is a man named Steve Oswald. Steve Oswald. Uh, yep. Mm -hmm. And so if you go on our website, you can get information as to Steve's location and all that he can do to be an encourager to your teen group, to your youth ministry. Um, that's what they're all about doing. Cleveland Ref. Okay. Yep. Um, what was I going to ask? Once again, Anyone that's going overseas will first come to your center. Correct. And how long would the training be? So it, it's dependent on where you're going, what you're going to be doing. Right. So by the time they get to us, um, you've already had all of your formal college training, all those type things. So for us, um, it's probably a two-week period where you're. it's kind of in-depth, you know, to finally decide, yes, you, 
you're what we want, and yes, we're what you want. Right. And then we'll get them connected with field leaders and have the conversations to see, again, is it going to be the right fit? Got it. You know? Okay, so, interesting. Yeah. I, I didn't realize it was that extensive, you know, um, and I'm sure my, a lot of my listeners don't, but I want you to give, uh, the, so contact the easiest way is just go to www.com wol.org correct w will repeat that again yep. so there's no need to give out phone numbers i don't sure. think it's correct because right. it's very easy and of course people can access this interview i'm having with mike by again going to john 1421 uh, com and then all our radio shows but yours will be listed there I, sure. we're going to list it under a word of life type dash mike bush right. i think that that sure. that'd okay. be great well john so, the other thing i was just going to throw in there we also have a facility down in uh, Hudson, Florida. So it's about 30 mm -hmm. minutes north of Tampa on the West Coast. Mm -hmm. um, God, through a, a very generous family, gave Word of Life about 500 acres in the mid-80s. Really? And it was complete wilderness. Um, Jack Wurtson and Harry Ballback again went down and scoped out the land, and Jack didn't see that that was anything we needed to do. And Harry's like, oh, we need, we need to do this and move forward. So all that to be said, the Lyon family gave this property to Word of Life. We have since built... A youth camp, we have a Bible Institute, we have a conference center, and we have an RV park. The RV park has 246 sites, and each winter we run a 10-week Bible conference season where we bring in speakers, musicians, there's all kinds of activities, events Whoa. going on. So for those of the folks that are here in Cleveland where it might be a little chillier, yeah, right. during that time, you might want to come south to Florida. You could stay for a week or a couple of weeks, or you know, if you've got your own motor home or whatever, you can rent a site, or we've got hotel rooms. There's lots of opportunities for you to come Again, down. that's Hudson? Hudson, Florida. Just Hudson, Florida. Hudson, Florida, yep. And people would fly into Tampa? Fly into Tampa or St. Pete, uh, depending which airlines you're going on. One's about 30 minutes from us, one's about 45 minutes. Now, a question, because of COVID, is there any restrictions on that where you going? people are going down or there not? There is not, no. Um, you know, we encourage people to wear masks and be careful, but uh, there are no restrictions at this point. Because, okay. So, yeah, we're open. So, our school down there, we have 125 students. Um, our youth camp, this past summer, we had 3,700 campers come to our camp and saw, I think it was like 770 kids trust Christ. Um, it's just a phenomenal thing that the only explanation is God. It's what yeah, God right, is doing. Right, right. You see the hand of God. Absolutely. Exactly. And it's just the coolest thing to see uh, what God does. You know, in the world we live in today, it's such good news right. to hear good news. You know, I mean, it's just because I was sharing uh, to a men's group, and we came back from our mission conference in Philadelphia. All we see is what we see in the media, but we don't right. realize there's this whole... Uh, I don't know what I call it a subculture, but God is moving in so many different ways. You Absolutely. mentioned Nairobi, Kenya, right. just, but I didn't realize how, again, how widespread Word of Life was. I think I knew somebody that went there that later would join WAC, but I, I heard about it. But this is very interesting. Sure. Uh, well, one of the things I was thinking, John, is you know regarding our worldwide outreach. So, looking at last year, we had over 888,000 people that Word of Life presented the gospel to, meaning they came to a camp, a conference, they were a Bible Institute, an open-air meeting, but they were under our teaching, you know, mm -hmm. personally. Of that, we know of at least 10,700 that trusted Christ as Savior. And again, our goal is to how can we encourage them to grow in their faith and to continue to share their faith and just continue to um, share what, you know, the, the life-changing message we've heard, you know, 
it's it's very interesting to watch um, God at work. Yes. Um, Harry Ballback, uh, who is considered one of our founders, just went home to heaven in January. He was 96. Mm. And he talked about we live in a very um, young world. Right. The majority of the population is under a certain age. Right, 30. Uh-huh. And the older we get, it's like, you know, some of us don't feel like we're useful any longer. Sure. Now, Harry was actively sharing the gospel almost until the day God took him home. He said, you know, there are people that are in the first quarter of life, some are in the second quarter, some are in the third quarter, some are fourth quarter. He said, you know, God told us, you know, what, three score and ten? Yeah, seven, by reason of strength. Right. Right. So then, so Harry would say, well, and then some of us are in overtime. Well, Harry died at 96. He said, I'm in what they call sudden death. Yeah, right. Who knows when the Lord's going to take us? But as long as we have breath, what can we do to impact this world? Because we have hope. Yeah. We have good news. Yeah, that's what the world needs. I mean, everybody needs that. But... Um, all right, let's talk about this, especially we'll talk about a little about tomorrow night, why you're okay. even in Cleveland, Mike. Sure. Uh, before I do that, I want to let our listeners know if you tuned in late. Of course, this is uh, WNZN Radio, Lorraine, Ohio. And again, a special guest we have today is Mike Bush with Word of Life. We've been talking about discussing it. I'll give you some contact information. They're actually having this big event tomorrow night down at Rocket a mortgage, uh, where the Cavaliers play, where the, the hockey team plays. And uh, he's going to tell you more about that. But if you want to be in touch or find out more information for your church, for your family, um, for yourself, your teenagers, whatever, it's uh, just simply go to the website, www.wol.org. That's Word of Life, but just put in the uh, initials, wol.org. Okay, over to you, Mike. Sure. So tomorrow night here in uh, Cleveland, we have an event called Reverb. So it's an evangelistic event that Word of Life has been doing for probably 35 years. It's been a long time. We've called them different names, but the current uh, name is Reverb. What we're planning to do is to have right now about 500 teenagers come to the hockey game. They're going to sit through the hockey game. When the game is over, we're going to pull them all down into one section and we have a speaker uh, prepared to share the gospel with them. Mm. We've encouraged churches to bring their unsaved youth. And so we're going to share the gospel and see God work. So two weeks ago, I was in Orlando, Florida at mm-hmm. the Amway Center. We had 1,300 teenagers there that night. And uh, a guy on our staff shared the gospel, and we saw 67 of them trust Christ. That, what kind of event was that? Was so there a sporting or anything? It right? was uh, the... Um, the uh, the basketball team that's okay. there. Orlando Magic okay, played yeah. the Phoenix Suns. Oh, Phoenix. Okay, right. So, Interesting. Yeah, so um, it, once that is, uh, so we share the gospel and we invite them to respond and we counsel every one of those kids. And then when they come back to the arena, then we have this rally with, they're giving away all kinds of games and prizes and cool. activities. And then they'll leave the event and they're going all night long till six o'clock in the morning bowling, going to every kind of uh, go-karts, all these venues all night long. So it's an all night event. does it start tomorrow? It starts, the game starts, I believe, at 7 p.m. So they'll, the kids will arrive by 7 p.m. and they're going to go till 6 o'clock the next morning. Wow. Now, were all the churches notified of this? or so, how, how do you get the word out? So there are a number of churches in the Cleveland area that are using the Word of Life curriculum. And so they would automatically receive. Okay. There's other churches that bring their kids to camp. So they would have okay. had access Connection. to that. Uh-huh. And again, it's word of mouth. Others that you know are getting information from Word of Life, they would know. So 
Are you planning any more events that you foresee in the future in this region? Well, so yes, in the future, next year, they'll definitely do another one of these. And I know they're looking at other uh, evangelistic outreaches that they'll be able to do. Like tomorrow night, there's one in Jacksonville, Florida. There's one in Binghamton, New York, Providence, Rhode Island, Hershey, Pennsylvania, and Atlanta. So we've already had, there'll be a total of 13 of them all together. And so, it's geared to, what would you say the age group you're targeting here? Uh, probably 13 to 18. 13 to teenagers. 18. Wow, perfect age. Yep, absolutely. Wow. That, that <laughs> really is the window for salvation. It right. truly is. Absolutely. You know, we talk about hidden people groups and everything else, 1040 window. But really, that 12 to 18, that 13 to 18 is the time. Sure. Uh, yeah, I wish I'd heard the gospel when I was 18 before I went to the military. But right. that being said, just on a real practical note again, sure. about how many staff do you have at Shroon Lake? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I'm, I'm going to guess. So re within the last year, we've actually moved from New York to Florida, to the Florida property. So you mean the the, the headquarters are you well, specifically? Well, no, our my office. I work with the advancement department. Advancement. Uh, so advancement and international ministries actually have moved to the Florida property. So in New York, um, we've still got uh, like the marketing department and the IT department and the accounting department, and all of those mm -hmm. are still in New York. So um, I'm going to say maybe a total of you know full time, part time. Probably 50 people. 50 people. I'm, I'm guessing. It's like our headquarters. Okay. 50, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and there's probably, you know, maybe 40 to 50 on the Florida property. About the same. Huh? So, and that, that handles all the groups that come or retreats and yep. all that. So, in Florida, we have the youth camp property. We do the Word of Life conferences. There are a number of churches and other ministries that use our facility as well for their own retreats. Um, I, we were talking earlier about crew. We we're talking about um, navigators. Yeah, yeah, all these different groups will come and use our property, and so it's been a joy for us to be able to partner with them as well. Uh, the, as I mentioned, this family gave Word of Life the property in Florida with no expectation that they would ever receive anything. But for them, it's just been the absolute joy to see literally thousands of people have come to Christ Jeez. through that property, and they would say. All we had was a resource. We gave our resource. Look what God's done with it. And so it's just very encouraging. What a challenge, that. Mike, for, you know, for people today, for believers today to invest in eternity, because I think we all have a sense of we could do more mm -hmm. or I want to do more. I want to be part of kingdom. And we get sure. distracted by, life's, by life. Sure. Life, life happens. But um, to have that, I mean, that's notable what that people did. It just kind of deeded you this sure. property and allow God to come in and all this people with prayer backing and now being used that. <laughs> it's amazing. Again, that's in Hudson, Florida. Correct. Uh, near Tampa. Right. And that's year-round. People year can round. call, go down there. Correct. You say there's uh, cabins, mobile home, hotels? Yep, we have a hotel there. Now, well. is that near a lake, like Shroon Lake or anything like so, that? So, no. Well, we have a, it's really called a pond. It's like uh -huh. a small lake right adjacent to the property. Okay. But due to the wildlife and so forth, we don't, we use it to fish and observe uh -huh. because there are, there's lots of wildlife in that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. So, so now, now coming, we talked about this 13 to 18 age group or 12 to 18. What do you see as, well, what do you see with this emerging generation? I mean, I was part of the boomer generation, the 60s, and all this kind of sure. stuff. But what is, what, is, what is the biggest opportunity? What do you see as the biggest challenges? Just share with the audience here. Again, I'm with Mike Bush.
He's one of the lead guys with Word of what What is your official title? Is Advancement Department. Advancement, okay. correct. But uh, really, his whole life has been spent with Word of Life Ministry uh, out of Schroon Lake, New York. But now um, it's it's expanded globally. It's just amazing. So I'm really interested in the focus on reaching youth for Christ. What do you see as great opportunities and great challenges about this emerging generation? Sure. Well, I think there's many. We live in a different world than we were raised in. Um, my wife and I have three sons who are raising their children now. And again, it's a different world. Yeah. I think the things that we kind of would say were absolutes are really no longer. Mm-hmm. There, there's a question about everything. You know, authority, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I talking with a friend earlier today. I just talked about when I talk with people, I always like to refer back to the authority of God's word. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I talked to the young man who is living a very different life than what he was raised mm-hmm. to believe. And he talks about his truth. Mm-hmm. And as I said to him, well, actually, my wife and I had this conversation. As You know, we said to him, it's not our truth. Right. It's God's truth. You know, God tells us his word is truth. And I said, everything else is subject to culture or whim or whatever is blown in the wind. Well, again, we can see the effects of our world right. like that. Right. Um, and so for Word of Life, you know, the goal is how can we reach them with the gospel, but then how can we help them grow in their faith and disciple them? So, you know, I, I was just thinking of me. Um, I have a group of young men that I have the privilege of interacting with. Um, some would say it's mentorship or discipleship sure. or encouragement or whatever, but it, there's truly no greater joy than to see them respond to truth. Right. And when, when they see that, okay, God's word is real. It changes me. I, and one young man that I've been meeting with, um, to see God radically change his life right. because he came to face to face with, okay, here's what God says and here's what I am doing. And they're two completely different things. And until I'm on God's program, it's never going to work. Right. He gave his heart to Christ, and it has just been awesome to see God change him. He is now leading a Bible study with like 11 other young men, and he is just pouring truth into their life. And to just see him blossom yeah. because he's allowed God's word to change him, and now he's passing on. So it doesn't matter, in my opinion, if you're in your 90s like Harry Ballback right. or 80, 70, 60. I mean, our whole life. We're all about impact in this world. None of us have a buy that I've been able to see in Scripture. So it's either we choose to exactly, or we choose not to. Right. And I'm thinking of Romans 1 where it says of the culture back then when Paul was right, they exchanged the truth of God for a lie. Right. And I see that as the hinge that what you just said with this. Once we return to the truth, and Jesus says in John chapter 17, sanctify them by the truth. Right. Thy word is truth. And that was a game changer for me because I, I, that, you know, like, like you say, the truth changes us, but it never changes. Right. You know, it's like it ain't going anywhere, folks. Right. And to see that transformation, and especially at that age group, right. uh, when, especially you get 18, 19, they're making these big life decisions about, you know, sure. everything. And so now once they come there, then they stay kind of, hooked in digitally with you guys and they, and they ongoing courses or something? Yeah, so um, as we see young people that say they come back for summer camp or they come for snow camp, winter uh-huh. camp, um, that keeps them connected to the property. But we also have the opportunity to bring young people in to serve at our, our camp properties. 
So we call them camp crew. But you may be working at the family campground and you're working in the kitchen or you might be working grounds or maintenance mm -hmm. or you may be a counselor at one of the camps or you might be a unileader, which is like a counselor to the counselors. I mean, there's endless opportunities to serve. Um, in, at our camp in Florida, there's kids that are doing just what you're doing. They're running the media. Mm -hmm. um, there's other kids that are doing the program, the exciting activities and all that. But the idea is as we're teaching kids truth, they're also learning the ability to serve. And, you know, for me, that was the, the thing I figured out right off the bat. I love what's going on here. How sure. can I be a part of this? Right, right. And just, you know, thankfully, the Lord led me to be a part of the staff. And I have had a number of jobs over these years. But for me, it's just always been people connected. And so to have young people that will come and say work for us in a summertime, but then be able to interact with their counselors who... One of the things that we've given our, our students the opportunity to do is to be a camp counselor. Mm. So basically, they're spending nine months in the classroom learning truth, getting to know God deeper, so they are able to share that in the camp setting. So they are our, our counselors. So it's the study of the word and the practical application is their summer ministry, if you will. And so the goal is hopefully these campers see something in their counselors right. that, hey, that's what I want. And so they'll make the decision to come to the Bible Institute to have that same experience. Now, how long is the uh, Bible school there? So we have a one-year program. Uh, they arrive in September. They're in classes through uh, the 1st of June. And then they serve in one of our camp facilities for the summer season. So basically, it's a 12-month program. 12 months. So we're accredited. So all of their credits will transfer to other Christian schools. Um, back in the early 80s, we started a second year program that was geared more of a focus for uh, young people that want to be involved in youth, uh, youth ministries and evangelism. And so that's kind of really the overall uh, uh, program for our second year students. Plus, they're a year older and more mature and have the influence on the younger students. Right. Um, a couple of years ago, we have formed a partnership with Davis College, originally from Binghamton, New York. Um, their campus closed and they've partnered with us. So you actually can now do your first and second year with Word of Life and finish your third and fourth year with Davis and finish at Word of Life with a Davis degree. Um, so we're beginning to grow that program. So that's in New York. The other Bible institutes around the world are all teaching sites associated with the Screen Lake campus. That's and the biggest like the one is Brazil. Yeah, probably the biggest one would be in Brazil. Interesting. So, yeah. Interesting. Now, do they require future um, Word of Life staff to go through that school? No, that's not necessary, but a lot of our staff have been. Okay. So. And so, again, when the Bible school, the students there, a lot of them will stay over for summer and mm -hmm. be counselors. I Correct. Mean, got it. Okay. Right. okay. Yeah. And then most, the majority of our, our students will go on to other Christian schools. I mean, a lot of them come to Cedarville. They'll go to... What's now Cairn University, was Philadelphia College of the Bible, Liberty Columbia, University, right. Columbia. Mm -hmm. Yes, I mean, all those schools are the recipients of our students. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so. So, okay, so now, it, what's your vision going forward? I mean, for what, what do you see? Uh, I mean, it's over half a century now. What do you see for the Word of Life going into this? Sure. Yeah. So in our in the history of our ministry, Jack Wurtson was the founder. Mm -hmm. Harry Balbeck joined him as a young man. Eventually, they turned the ministry over to a man named George Tice. George led the ministry in the 90s. In the uh, 2000s, a man named Joe Jordan led the ministry. Um, Joe Jordan was a young man, grew up in Lakeland, Florida, did not have a believing family, 
But a, a Christian businessman saw something in Joe, sent him on a bus all the way to Scroon Lake. Joe got saved on Word of Life Island. Um, he began to be discipled by this man. His name was Don Kelso. Uh, Don uh, encouraged him to further his education. After he graduated from college, he and his wife went to Argentina to start the first Word of Life ministry in Argentina. And as I mentioned, all of Central and South America kind of grew out of that ministry. So Joe finished his tenure as executive director in 2011, and the current director is and president is Don Locke. So one of our staff meetings recently, he talked about as we look forward to the future, we would love to see Word of Life in 100 countries. Mm -hmm. Now, a long time ago, Jack Wurtzen said, well, that's our vision. We want to be in 100 sure. countries. Well, now that we're in 82, it's much more foreseeable to see how God's going to do that. And so some of our countries, we are there, we own properties, we have camps, et cetera. Others, we only go into the country to hold camps because maybe it's not feasible for us to have own right. property. Right. There's others that we can't even really talk about the countries we're in. And so we don't, but I know it's cool to see what God's doing. Yeah, right. I know. We yeah. can hear what's happening. Exactly but, right. So now, do you guys have a magazine? Do you publish? Do you... So we have uh, a number of... Uh, things that we put into print. Um, the only magazine currently being printed is one called the Experience Magazine, and that was really geared to our alumni population from our, our school's graduates. Mm -hmm. But we also kind of expanded it so it's also applicable to our larger Word of Life constituency. So um, those all will be available online as well as in print form. So, so if we go to the site, once again, www.wol. WOL.org. For any of our listeners that are hearing this, again, it, it's, it's great to have uh, Mike Bush here. He has uh, one of the uh, leaders of Word of Life in the big event tomorrow at Rocket uh, Arena, Market Mortgage Arena. Um, it's going to be a tremendous event, but you can get more information again if you just go to that site. Or you may be interested, as Mike suggested, to go visit Shroon Lake with all the activities up there in, even in the winter uh, but especially in the summer uh, take students up there take a youth group up there let your uh, youth pastor let your pastor know about it and of course uh, you can hear this entire interview by going to john1421.com you'll see it listed there it'll be down on the archive list but very easy to connect on your on your computer on your iphone whatever it is so um now, you don't have radio or any kind of a... Uh, so we don't currently have radio. In the past, that was one of the hallmarks of Word of Life. But is that we're right? not That's doing anything currently. We, yeah. We've got some podcasts that our staff from the Bible Institute put together, but not a full radio broadcast, no. Okay. So now when you reach young people, what do you like to start teaching them? I mean, a certain book of the Bible, a certain structure, format. What do you what do you like to do to get them grounded? So I, I think I would say at the Bible Institute... Um, they, you know, many of our students, well, I shouldn't say, some of our students that come uh, really have no biblical background. Maybe they got saved at camp right. and they found all about this and decided, I want to go. Well, they have very little knowledge. So it's kind of like starting from square one. Um, so the Bible Institute curriculum is divided into three. We're teaching them theology, Bible survey, which is all the history, geography, and so forth. But then we also bring in uh, a number of guest lecturers who will teach their specialty. So say Ken Ham will come in from Answers in Genesis or yeah. somebody else to teach creation. Um, we've got other people that would come in and whatever their specialty would be. Yeah. Um, so 
you know, to say I, right off the top of my head, I don't know that I remember what the curriculum order mm-hmm. would be. Yeah, but, I was just uh, curious. But it's, again, it's ground them in the in the word and go from there. So, so now, the the Florida is that also outreach or what is that exactly in Hudson, Florida? Yeah. What so our our outreach. Um, we have teams of students from the Bible Institute. So I mentioned we've got about 125 students. So two weekends ago, the weekend that we had this outreach in Orlando, mm-hmm. we had 66 of our students out on ministry. Some were doing open air type ministry. Mm-hmm. Some were at this event I was at. Some are there in local churches, um, teaching Sunday school, um, doing five-day clubs. Some are drama teams that are out doing uh, presentations. We have a couple of praise bands that are out. So there's lots of different ways that we get out there. Churches um, in this fall, we're doing like a fall festival. We have a portable um, inflatable uh, toys that they can take. They have like a portable climbing tower. Um, they'll take all that stuff, go to those fall festivals. They'll do uh, children's meetings, present the gospel. Again, it's we're trying to give students opportunity to put into practice what they're learning. So right. it's, they're not just filling their heads. And when they leave, they got a lot of knowledge. But we want them to be able to use it and see, you know, God has equipped all of us mm-hmm. with the ability to serve him. Sure. And for some, you know, our, our spiritual gifting is different than others. But let's give them opportunity to try it out and see what God, you know, may have them do. So we got we got New York, Shroon Lake, you got Hudson, Florida, anywhere Correct. else in the States? So those are, those are the two main areas. For a number of years, we had camps out on the West Coast in California, mm-hmm. um, but we pulled that back to the East Coast. And again, as we look to the future, we don't want to just be in 100 countries. We'd love to be in every country. Yeah. We'd love to be in every state in the U.S. and have a presence. But again, how can we come along and partner with local churches? We don't want to take the local church's responsibility because right. that's God's program. Sure. But how can we help enhance what they're doing? So how is it with the churches in terms of cooperating and everything else? So we have a lot of churches that have, you know, year upon year long commitments to Word of Life. So this past summer at Word of Life Florida, there was a church that came and we honored a youth pastor's wife. Um, this past summer was our 31st summer at Word of Life Florida. They had been there 30 of the 31 years. And again, for them, it's a place where they know our kids are going to be presented with truth. Uh-huh. They know that it's an exciting program. It's all very engaging. Um, they know what to expect when they get there. And so there's a lot of loyalty for um, people to bring their kids back to camp year after year. And so, so having said that, um, do you ever have anything like when you come into town where we get together with the pastors or churches, like with the breakfast? I'm sure they know about you guys, but, you know, to sure. introduce and, and maybe get a little bit more of the relationship. Sure. We've done that different locations, and we've talked about doing that, and I think we need to do one here in Cleveland because there's a lot of people that have a connection to Word of Life or at least a knowledge of, but we need to get them together. And yeah, I'd be happy to be part of it in any okay. way to get the message out with the guys here or sure. radio, whatever. Okay. Just remember that, Mike. And, uh we can hit it harder with a promotional and let people know, hey, this is available. Sure. And okay. I'd like like not just youth ministers, but pastors in general to realize this is our moment. You know, this is this sure. you know, this is our moment in time to really say we don't have to reinvent ministries, et cetera, et cetera. I, mean, I know God births new ministries, but this is an existing one. It's trusted, it's it's a proven ministry that's that's global. Sure. And so yeah, I, I, I'd like to see that. Uh, I can do what I can at my, my sure, home church. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. And, well, oh, go ahead. And anyone listening, uh, a pastor, 
a youth minister or not. You mean you just might be active in your church, a Sunday school teacher, a youth worker. I would really encourage you to go to that site again, Word of Life. Just go www.wol.org, and this could. What I like is it's really fairly close to us. I mean, it's not a far drive. Sure, nine hours. Uh, we're really blessed in that way to, to, to kind of pursue this and maybe get some more information sure. that might just fit your ministry needs. Well, and as, and no, as they look at the website, uh, John, there's lots of videos, camp videos. Mm -hmm. There are testimonies from students. Um, just you can see, I mean, it's testimony, testimony yeah. of what God's doing. Right, so. right, right. Now, do many... Uh, that go through your Bible school stay on staff? Do they kind of merge into staff? So it's interesting. I was sharing this with an alumnus yesterday that I met with. Um, in the last couple of years, we've developed three uh, outreaches to our ministry. Um, one is called CCI. One is called YMI. One is called, uh, I'll get to that one. I like so that, the, YMI. Yeah, so the CCI like is Cross-Cultural Internship. Uh -huh. So our second year students, part of their curriculum is to go on a mission outreach trip during their time as students. What we usually do is pick like six different countries where Word of Life is around the world and put together a team to go to each of those fields. For like it's, how long? Uh, it's like uh, th two weeks to three weeks. Okay. Um, that gives them the opportunity to write a prayer letter, to seek financial support and prayer support and build a team that's going to back them as they go out to minister. Mm -hmm. So that gives them the opportunity to say, hey, this is really cool. I yeah. would never have done this on my own, but now that I'm here. So what we've seen is students are like, you know, I really think this is the way God's taken me. So we've started what we call a cross-cultural internship, which is a two-year program. So if you finish two years at Word of Life, you can then do a two-year internship at another one of our ministries around the world. Okay. Now, during that time, you're also doing your schooling online through, say, Liberty University or Clark Seminary University or whatever. So at the end of the two years, you've had that missionary experience. You've already been writing prayer letters and established your support back home. And at the end of the two years, you're like, you know what? This is what God's called okay, me to. Right. And a, a church is much more ready to support you because you've already been there for a couple of years. Right. Where, or you may say, okay, that was a great two years, but this isn't what God called me to do, and you're able to do something else. So YMI is a youth ministry internship. So we hear from a lot of churches that are looking for youth pastors, but uh -huh. they don't have the budget to support a youth pastor. Uh -huh. So if we can supply an intern who will have uh, raised support and the church will be able to supplement, say, sure. with housing or whatever, they can have a hands-on experience for two years of just seeing what it's all about and deciding, hey, I am called to reach youth. Right. Um, so the third one is we have a, a counseling internship. So we have a counseling center on our property, and one of the men on our staff is fully credentialed. And there are, we hear from people every day that have needs, people that are struggling with it may be a sin issue or it may have been something from their past or they just need truth. And so we've been able to put together this, this counseling internship for two years as well. Right. And again, each of these, you're finishing your schooling at the same time. So it's not like you've wasted two years if it didn't turn out like you wanted. But right. again, it's helping students discover their giftedness, how God can use them, hands-on. And, you know, I mean, we're ahead of the game looking forward to how God's going to use us to serve him. Yeah, even if with the foreign experience on a short term, we found out, even if they don't go back as full-time ministry or even in a stateside full, there's somebody in the church now that has a much broader perspective Absolutely. of God's plan for the nations. Sure. And they're going to bring that kind of a vision 
and experience and energy into that into that church that they're Absolutely. part of. So we found that to be true too. Well, early in our our time at Word of Life, we were challenged to consider the mission field. Mm-hmm. And I remember the missionary that spoke challenged us with this. He said, "I believe every one of you people in this congregation are willing to go to the mission field." Mm-hmm. But within your heart of hearts, you're planning to stay right here. Sure. So my goal is do everything you can do to get to the mission field, mm-hmm. but be willing to stay if mm-hmm. that's what God wants. So my sure. wife and I had two small children. We're like, okay, God, we're willing to go. Yeah, sure. So fast forward about a year and a half later, we were accepted to join Word of Life's team in Portugal. So we started raising our support. We were down at Word of Life, Florida. And after about six or nine months, we raised 60% of our support and our home staff were like, oh, you guys don't need to come back to Screw and Light. You're you're almost there. Mm-hmm. Well, we then saw the Lord begin to close that door. And it's like, okay, God, what do you want us to do now? Right. Well, we ended up staying at Word of Life, Florida for 10 years. That was, God called us to the foreign field of Florida. And, uh, but the cool thing was our two sons at that time, uh, we had dedicated, we're all going. Well, today our oldest son and his family are serving with um, Avant in Montevideo, Uruguay. They've been church planning missionaries for the last seven years. They've been in Uruguay now. In Uruguay, yeah. And so why did Jordan go? Jordan went because we told the Lord, we'll take them all. Yeah, right. And go. So as Jordan and his family were raising support, my home church asked us to come and asked him to come and present his ministry. And so they asked me to share. So I got up in front of the church and I totally lost it emotionally. Right? Yeah, yeah. And I finally said to them, how do you say thank you to the people that literally brought you to church? Roy Vandenberg carried me into this church as a child. Wow. Uh, Jim and Marge Worrell led me to Christ at the age of nine in their Sunday school class. These people prayed for me wow. and encouraged me all through my life till an adulthood. And then even Roy Vandenberg still prayed for our kids and supported our boys when they wanted to go on mission trips. And then God eventually called them to the mission field. So I just said to them, Whatever God did in our lives, it's all fruit to your account because you chose to engage in our lives. Mm -hmm. So I finished. I introduced our son. I said, you know, we were headed to the mission field. You were supporting us, but God closed the door for us. But today our son and his family are going. Wow. So our son came to the podium, turned around. He lost it. And he goes, how do I say thank you for pouring into my dad's life? Mm -hmm. And so we just talked about, you know, the opportunity we have to present truth to pour into others to prepare them to go. Who knows where God's going to take them? Exactly. You know, right. Whether it's with Word of Life or some other mission organization or with the local church, how can we influence it? Yeah, for the kingdom. World? Yeah, for exactly. the kingdom. You know, it's so true. When you think about America, Americans, us as believers, Christians, we are so highly resourced. I just don't mean money, but just every which way. I think an American passport would get you into almost any right. country in the world except North Korea. And sure. I think you even get into <laughs> Cuba now. But I mean, right. it is just amazing how I, I constantly say to myself and others, you know, to whom much is given, much will be required. Right. And there's, you just have to look a little bit and to see these opportunities that are out there like you presented to mm-hmm. us, Mike, uh, this morning. And again, you know, I'm thinking people out there might be listening. Maybe this is the first time you ever heard of Word of Life. Um, you certainly could find out more about it. Is there still time for them to go down tomorrow? So for tomorrow night, yeah, I'm sure there's still tickets available. Um, for the evangelistic, uh, the all-nighter part, that that's closed. That's but close. you can still go to the to the hockey game for sure. And as I said to somebody this morning at breakfast, I said, hey, he said, well, we're going to the hockey game. I said, well, you need to stay around after 
they dismiss everybody and sit and, and hear the gospel being presented. I said, we're already praying for young people to trust Christ. But I said, I also pray for all the people working in that arena that are also sure. going to hear the gospel. Said, and they sure. don't have a clue right. that they're going to hear the gospel. Yeah, right. But we do. Yeah. So No, I know that's for sure. I remember being at an event like that with the Cleveland Indians two years ago when we took our grandsons down. But the point of it is... They would go down to the game mm -hmm. and just stay over, and yep. you guys would regroup and probably right. in a certain area there. Yeah, they'll announce where the areas are going to be that we're going to meet in. So, well, that's so. interesting. <laughs> yeah. You know, this has been illuminating to me, Mike, because I, like I said, I knew of Word of Life and I knew Shrewd Lake, and I think one of my friends with our mission organization had been trained there and then sure. came down. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, is there anything else you'd like to share? We're going to go off the air in just wow. a, a couple of minutes. Well, I, I guess for me, um, just the importance of us being light in this world. Mm -hmm. Again, it, it doesn't take long to figure out we are on a different planet yes, than right. the majority of people in our world. Right. And for me, you know, we talk about being light, being salt, being like the sweetness that would draw people. Mm. I mean, we can talk of, you know, bash people left and right because of the horrendous lives they're living. Well, how about we present the way life can be? Yeah, right. And and just plainly share the truth. I mean, I, I try and hand out Gospels of John because I figure, you know, track's good, but the Gospel of John has God's Word in yeah, it. Yeah, right. That's and good. God's Word's never going to return yeah, void. Right. So a couple years ago, we came out with a, a Gospel of John with Word of Life, and it was called the 21-Day Challenge because yeah. there's 21 chapters of John. Right, exactly. So I challenged people, hey, do me a favor, read a chapter a day, knowing at the end of that, the plan of salvation is listed there, and they're challenged to accept Christ. Yeah. So, I mean, I love handing those out and challenging people because yeah. who knows what God's going to do. Yeah, I mean, it's planting seeds, and, and you know, Oftentimes, the criticism you'll hear of unbelievers, of Christians, is we're too judgmental, we're sure. too critical, we're too this. And I, to the point that we're called to be lights in a darkened world, I says, we as believers have to learn how to glow and not glare. Right. We, there has to be a quality of our life that is winsome. Right. You know, Paul says, I become all things to all men, that I might win some. Well, I kind of contract that word, yep. to win some. But we have good news. Right. You know, and we Absolutely. cannot... We cannot just point out the sins of people without presenting the good news. You know, I always go back to our Lord when he says, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. As my old buddy used to say, he goes, you don't clean fish before you catch them. Right. He said, don't keep pointing the sin. Tell them the good news because they need that empowerment Absolutely. of the Holy Spirit, the Word, and fellowship Absolutely. to start, as Paul says, put off the old man and put on. Absolutely. So I really appreciate you being here, sure. uh, Mike. you got a standing invitation. If there's anything I can do or use the radio to get the word out or if I can connect with churches up here, just give me a call ahead sure. of time. And God willing, um, my wife or some of our ministries, because we do travel east mm -hmm. to teach new missionaries in okay. Philly and maybe sure. we could take a side trip. Oh, sure. But God bless you. And I just want to give out that information one more time. Anyone interested, uh, just go to the site. Go, I'm sure it's very user-friendly. Go around www.wol.org wol.org and find out more about the word of life what i find interesting is this all started like this post-world war ii with billy graham and right. all these other, all these crews started back there and all yep. these other ministries Navigators. maybe there's going to be a re i don't know a resurgence sure. you know that we these guys that have planted it sure it's coming to fruition well i mentioned our kids are in uruguay and they truly are reaping the benefits of many yeah. people that planted seeds and plowed the hard ground so with tears of yeah, absolutely right. yeah. so well god bless you mike and everything <laughs> that's going to happen on tomorrow night and maybe i'll just pray and close this here All right. heavenly father i just thank you again for this time together 
I thank you for all the men that were in the meeting this morning that were challenged. And I just pray a special blessing on Mike, his team, everyone that's going to be part of the event tomorrow night, and every child and teenager, and, and like Mike says, people that staff there and vendors and all these other people that are going to be hearing the Word of God. Uh, we know, Lord, that, again, it's not your intent that any should perish, but that all may come to life. And we just pray the seeds planted there tomorrow night will come to fruition. We'll hear testimonies mm -hmm. like Mike had when somebody shared the gospel with him when he was nine years old or when somebody shared with me at 27. It changed the whole trajectory of our lives completely. So thank you again. Bless this ministry, I pray, for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, John. God bless you. Thank you.